heading into quarter four, I think it's relevant to talk about some marketing things that you can do for your business uh, that will help you through the quarter four slash holiday season. It's no surprise to most that Q4 is by far uh, one of the most popular uh, retail quarters in the United States. Obviously a lot for the holidays, but also because uh, people kind of get back into their routine, routines, back to school and, and, and things like that. So today we want to talk about if you are going to pump up your marketing, if you're going to step it up in your marketing game, what's the secret ingredient you can add? What's the one thing that you can uh, add to your marketing that will help you this year? Uh, Chris Fox, if you don't know him, my co-host, he is in charge of a company called Fox Strategy. He's the owner and founder of that. And what Fox Strategies does is they do marketing for small businesses. He has so much expertise in this episode. He takes the reins and is in charge of our direction for this episode. And he will talk about the secret ingredient for your marketing. and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner. And with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. All right, well, we're heading into the fourth quarter of 2022 and also the busy season for retailers everywhere. So I thought that on this episode, it'd be really timely if we gave some marketing advice or a tip um, that literally everyone can use, no matter how big or how small your business and no matter really what you sell. This is something you're going to be able to use. Of course, I'm talking about, like in the title, the secret ingredient that your marketing plan needs to win against your competition. Um, here's the thing, it's not trends, it's not technology, and it's not even more Facebook ad spend. <laughs> the ingredient that everybody needs is more repetition. It's the same old, same old, instead of the new and fresh. Um, Steve, let me ask you this question. How many times on average do you have to tell an employee something, repeat yourself to an employee, or if that one doesn't really apply, let's use your kids. Uh, both apply and both are probably the same amounts, which is many times. Many um, times. Yeah. Depends on the complexity of, times, of it, but right? yeah. Sure. Lots of times. It's, it's a given, essentially, that we're gonna have to repeat ourselves to employees, we're gonna have to repeat ourselves to kids. Here is why. Studies um, have shown, many, many studies actually, that the most impactful uh, learning tool that we have as human beings is repetition. And that's because our brains are wired to turn repetitive messages into long-term memories. That's, that's how a long-term memory is, is formed out of information. If you think back to school when you, well, at least when I was in school, we memorized multiplication tables. Uh, you know, we had to um, read and memorize poetry or plays. All of this uh, repetition is actually a learning tool. And in fact, most marketers agree that someone needs to hear a piece of information related to your business about eight to 12 times before their brain processes that information and can act on it. What do you think about that eight to 12 times, Steve? 
Yeah, they don't um, they don't do that in school anymore. They just give them calculators. They didn't have this when you were <laughs> going to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we kidding. had an abacus. I moved, uh, <laughs> moved. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. I, I it, and what's funny is, is I've heard the exact same statistic when talking about sales, like direct sales. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the majority of the time when you get uh, direct sales. Speaking about direct sales, the majority of the time when you get a sale is at least in a large ticket item, right? When mm. you're trying to like gain a new customer for life or whatever you want to call it, um, you have to do that so many times because when you call on them the first time or the second time or the third time or whatever, it, it the time might just not be right. Um, so yeah. it might not click uh, for them. And I think the same as, uh, applies in, in employees. I know uh, growing up, my dad was always, um, or for the most part, always a business owner um, growing up in my house. And he would tell me things about maybe margin or profit or, mm. you know, something like some of these basic business principles that really meant nothing to me um, yeah. until I lost money somehow or until, you know, something happened and I was like, oh, that's what that means, yeah. you know. Um, and so I think that that's why you have to repeat these marketing messages or that's why you have to repeat sales over and over and over is because you might have said, like, I have the best, um, you know, steak around, but until somebody's yeah. looking for a steak dinner – uh, that does that means nothing to them. Um, but yep. when they're looking for a steak dinner and they see an advertisement about we are the best steakhouse in blah 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 metro, uh, that means something. And so I think that's why it's so important um, um, to repeat over and over. Yeah, absolutely. I would one hundred percent agree with you, uh, both for the processing of information and for the timing. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and so a sales tactic that we often will tell our clients is people only buy when they're ready to buy. And so your job as a business owner or a marketer is to stay around until they're ready to buy. Mm -hmm. So talking about repetition, um, and I, I, some, someone may be thinking right now, okay, well, so what does he mean by repetition? I mean, literally repeating yourself. <laughs> I'm saying, like you said, Steve, if you're the best steakhouse, if you were voted the best steakhouse in your town, or you've got the, uh, you know, the such and such exclusive line at your boutique, you literally need to say that over and over and over again in your marketing. So I'm talking social media. Absolutely. Say it once a month, if not twice a month, if not three times a month. Uh, you know, in if you take out an ad in your local chamber uh, brochure or your phone book, if somebody still does that, all of this, um, you think of all your channels repeat that single message across all your channels because then um, what you actually do is you add the power of repetition to the power of clarity. Clarity being just the bare bones offer. Here's what we are. Here's why we're great. Here's how we'll make your life better. Whatever it is in this short soundbite, but you repeat it over and over again. Uh, you don't ask people to reprocess that information. So the brain science behind repetition really is every time that you say something different, like Steve, if I said, hey, here's how you get to my house. I know you're on your way. Um, we're going to hang out. So here's how you get to my house. And then the next time you're going to come to my house, I said, Steve, I know you've done this once, but let me give you a way to my house. And it was a totally different way. After the fourth or fifth time, if I gave you five different ways to come to my house, uh, you're not coming to my house anymore because it's so complicated and your brain is so confused because there was never a pattern. There was never anything that you could count on. And the same is true for us in business, especially in marketing. When we repeat 
clear marketing messages about our offer, about how we help people um, solve a problem, about how their life gets better when they do business with us, their brains record each and every iteration of that, each and every time they interact with that message. So that's on a receipt after they've actually done business with you, on a Facebook ad if you're doing those. Um, You know, if you send an email to your audience, uh, when they walk into your shop and see that, you know, same message on a banner, all of those times get recorded as trustworthy instances of messaging. So the natural uh, subconscious perception of people uh, in your audience for your business is they are this because they've said it over and over and over again. And if I told you there's one great way to get to my house, always take that way. Over the fourth, fifth, sixth time you use that way, in your mind, that's the best way. Have you ever experienced or explored and seen if maybe I didn't know the best way to my own house? No, because you've just trusted me. And so that's, that's where repetition really builds trust for our customers. They see that same message over and over again, and they believe it's true because we, they've seen it multiple times. So I think that's why, you know, like, again, with timing, with uh, processing the information in our brains, just being around when people are ready to buy, that's the power of repetition in your, in your marketing message. Yeah, Do I you think feel like you repeat yourself often in, in sales? Yeah, um, and people will, you know, you, you think people know you, you think people recognize you, mm. you think people... Um, you know, whatever, and it takes two, three, four, five sentences or 10 minutes or 15 minutes for them to go, oh, y'all are the yep. ones that have there the store is. by, you know, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's very relevant to um, sales and marketing, uh, repeating who you are, what you do best, uh, those things. And um, the biggest thing is I, I, I think just being oversimplifying it. Um, is totally. I think a a, a sneaky hack. Uh, yeah, right. You know, um, we this exact thing happened the other day. We were looking for a company that uh, refills our propane bottles for our forklift, and um, we couldn't figure out. Uh, I, I said, "Hey, I wonder if we had enough bottles for them to fill if they just send a truck to us mm. and just swing by. They're right down the road, so they would probably just swing by." And um, one of the, our employees said, man, I don't think they have trucks. I don't think they do. And I said, oh, surely if it's a propane company, they've, they're probably doing like retail, like, you know, home, home propane delivery is I'm sure what they're doing. And uh, he's like, man, I haven't seen propane trucks. So we just pulled up their website, right? And uh, so we Google and pull up their website. And I'll be darned if we could not figure out exactly like what they did on their website. And we were trying to, um, yeah. you know, it was like since 1949 something something in the propane bit you know and you just assume but i was like well crap i'm not sure if they do and it was like call us today for you know it's just crazy like we deliver propane to your house (laughs) you know we sell horse feed we sell this we sell that like that is it's it's crazy how um oversimplifying things somehow not being technical not trying to um you know be fancy or anything like that just plain jane speak it's so true and it, and it I wish I wish I could just import that download it into business owners minds because it takes so much convincing unfortunately to get people to shut up about themselves their founding story their 
core values, how many awards they've won. And listen, it's not that that's unimportant. It is that it is not the top priority of your customer when they visit your website. It's not the top priority of your customer when they call. You know, you wouldn't pick up the phone and say, hey, thanks for calling Joe's Propane. We've been in business since 1949. My dad started the company and I'm so glad to carry it on. Our core values are honesty and integrity. Like someone would hang up, they'd hang up immediately. And the same is true on a website. You get five seconds according to current marketing stats before someone bounces off your website. So in five seconds, they got to figure out what do you offer? How does it make my life better or solve my problem? And now how do I get it? And that's the power of clarity, right? Simplicity. We're not asking people to process a bunch, a bunch of information. And I'll tell you, Steve, I have clients all the time push back on this. My business is too complicated for clarity. It's too complicated for simplicity. There are so many steps. I couldn't possibly reduce this down to one sentence or a clear offer. And I tell them, listen, I'm not saying that your business is overly simple and I'm not asking you to dumb down your stuff. I'm asking you to pull it out. So right here at the beginning of the story, let's tell them who we are, or uh, sorry, let's tell them what we offer and that it will help them. And then a couple of minutes down the line when they've decided to stick around on the website or they stay on the phone or they actually show up, then we get to tell them, you know, we've been doing this since 1949 and it makes your life better because you can count on us. And we, we start to weave in the, to the story why we're great for them, why they should do business with us. But to the worst thing in the world to show up on social media, show up on an ad, show up on a you know TV spot, wherever, on your website, and just vomit all of what you consider to be crucial information that people should know or, or would motivate them to do business with you. You just vomit it all onto them at once. And what most people do is go, yeah, I don't have time to understand that. My brain can't process it. And so it's too much, so I, I, I back away because we call that noise if it's too much mm -hmm. for us to process. So when you get simple and then you start repeating that over and over again, that's the best mix of a marketing message. Super clear about what you offer. Like you said, plain Jane, no frills. Don't get clever. Don't get cute. Don't try to be funny. Say what you sell, why it makes life good, uh, how it helps solve problems. Just some blend of that. And then add on how do you get it, right? Call us and we'll bring the truck to you right there. That's exactly what you were looking for that day. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to stop by your restaurant, you say, make a reservation on open table, call us to get on the waiting list or show up. You know, we, we take people as they arrive, whatever your restaurant model is, tell people what to do as that last piece of your marketing message and they'll do it. And as you start to repeat that, you know, what creates lifelong fans. I think about Cattleman's restaurant here in Oklahoma city. Um, mm -hmm. you know what, you know what makes people go back every single time they understand it. There are no more fear of the unknowns. There are no more questions about how this works. So people will show up again and again, because you keep repeating the same message. They'll show up again and again because they understand you and people buy what they understand the fastest. So when you get all that muck out of the way and you put it on repeat, not only do people trust you more, but they become loyal fans of yours because they get it. There's no more mystery. And that's really, I think, the power of repetition, especially as we head into something like quarter four, busy time for retailers. The assumption is people will just buy whatever they want. So we're really just gonna sling merchandise. We're gonna sling services rather than really focusing on building a, a, a core message. And let me just tell you, 
that may work for quarter four, but you're going to be hurting in quarter two and wonder where all of those people went. Why did they not stick with us? We served them well. We gave them a good price. They shopped with us at Christmas. The thing that makes a lifelong recurring customer is understanding. And the thing, the way we get to understanding is clear repetition. So do you think that, um, you know, you were talking about uh, posting multiple times. I've always thought this, that it's pretentious of someone to think that someone's going to remember the post that they posted a week or two weeks or three weeks ago. You know, I'm like, (laughs) nobody cares about you that much. Um, But do you think that I've heard of like... uh, maybe ad fatigue or, you know, stuff mm. like that. Do you think that what, it, what is the balance between um, perhaps um, experimenting and trying new ways of either marketing messaging or different yep. ads or things like that versus just do this one worked and just doing that over and over? Does that make sense? Not trying to be totally lazy or anything. Just um, what's the balance between experimenting yeah. and uh, sticking with the old And that's a great question because the balance is important when it comes to budgeting for marketing. How do we get the most bang out of our buck without creating something new every time, but also without just recycling and and, and ended up with fatigue? And you're totally right. Ad fatigue is a thing uh, for sure. Let me give you a couple of quick tips um, that I like to give to my clients and that we actually use internally. Um, So message is different from visual. If you're thinking about like social media, um, advertising, um, you know, like if you run a magazine ad or you have a local paper, you run an ad in message and visual are different. So they're distinct. I tell people don't change the message, but change the visual. So if you're going to, you know, for example, you have a one liner, um, a really great succinct elevator pitch for your business. I tell clients and we do this for clients, post it about once a month on your social feed, but always change the image because then people see visually something new and different, but subconsciously they scan the message and that becomes part of the rhythm. People will actually remember the words from the message more than they'll remember the picture. But you think about something like um, advertising, for example, same thing. You could stick with a message and change out the visual or and the visual is probably what's most impactful to people. So it's easiest to recall and remember, which is why you want to change the visual pretty often. And I'm thinking of a couple of really annoying video ads that I get pretty often. Um, And unfortunately, that's not the kind of repetition you want burrowing into your customers minds is that they're annoyed that they're hearing from you again does it work sure they'll remember your message they'll remember not to do business with you though and so the the power there is create three or four videos that basically say the same thing but they look different you approach it different and then put those visuals on rotation um that's that's what tip number one swap out the visuals uh, and again, that works for your postcards. It works for your newspaper ads. It works for your high school football sponsorships. It works for your social media. Um, but the other one is if you're, if your message feels like it's fatigued, if people aren't, and there's so many ways to test this or understand this, but if people aren't really keying on your message, you don't hear them repeating it back to you. You don't see it activating sales. What I tell people then is keep changing the visual, but take your message And in every message, there are core words. So, you know, um, great hay and feed for your horses is your core message, like your tagline at Cook Feed. So what we want to do is never change out the word hay and horses, 
because those are core words in our message that help people quickly understand what we offer. So you might say, um, instead of great hay and feed, or I guess hay and feed would also be core. Instead of saying great hay and feed for your horses, you might say, um, well-priced hay and feed for your horses. You might say fresh hay and feed for your horses. Your horses are, deserve hay there and you feed go. or something. Yeah. That's right. So swapping those words around, but keeping those core words um, is how you change a message that doesn't have somebody have to reprocess that as new information. They still get the gist of it. The core is the same, but they're not getting fatigued by those same series of words in the same string together over and over again. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, Like I said, I, I always struggle with trying to come up with something new. Also, I think a challenge is you, you want to come up with something new. You want to come up with something fresh or exciting or whatever, and then totally. it's overwhelming so you don't do it. <laughs> it's yep. some, some real-life uh, practical, I guess, small business stuff. Sometimes you just you get so overwhelmed by wanting to create something new and exciting that you don't do it at all. Um, and I think that that's And a let me tell you, well. the, the seed of that, of that is right there, is actually boredom. You feel bored by your message because you say it all of the time or hear it or see it or write it all of the time. And you have to remember, like you just said a moment ago, you insinuated this. You know, I tell my kids this too when they, when they think about people talking about them at school. Other people are not thinking about you nearly as much as you think they're thinking about you. And so yeah. it's the same is true in business. Your customers are not thinking about you anywhere close to how much you're thinking about you, your marketing message. So you have so much more wiggle room with your audience in your marketing message. So when you think, gosh, I'm bored with this. I wish we could find a different way of saying it. That's when people are just starting to understand it. And, and the danger in that is if you go and change it, you've basically wiped that memory of them again and said, find a new way to my house. Um, and, uh -huh. and everything gets upended. Then there's no trust built. And they don't understand what you do or what you offer or that it's great. And so they don't come back to you next quarter. They may come back to you. They may come to you when they absolutely have to, but your marketing is actually confusing and losing those repeat customers. Uh, what else you got, Chris? Man, I think it's just my challenge to you is find a clear way. Like Steve said, the simple plain Jane way of saying what you offer and how it makes people's lives better. And, and just as a challenge, work on that. Take a couple of days. It's, it's no small task, but, but boil it down. Clear offer, how it makes life better. And my challenge to you is this next quarter, quarter four, repeat that message over and over every chance you get. And just see. Just give it a test. What, what do you have to lose, right? Um, see if people are not motivated by it. See if they don't say it back to you when they come into your store. See if they uh, don't use some of those same phrases. You can literally teach people about your brand through simple repetition. Or for the price, uh, small price, Fox Strategies will do it all for you. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, we'll do it for you. If you don't want to jack with any of that. <laughs> if you want to disregard this episode, feel free to reach out to Chris and he will do it all for you. We'll get you set up. Uh, 
So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something. Please reach out to us. Uh, let us know what questions you have, what ideas you have for a topic episode. We will dedicate an entire episode just to you uh, if you so desire. And we feel like we could uh, speak on it long enough. So please reach out to us. All of our contact information is in the show notes. And we will certainly get back to you if you do that. Thank you for listening to this episode.